You're listening to the Wool Academy podcast. This is episode number 96. Hello and welcome. My name is Elizabeth Van Delden and once a week we talk to an industry expert from the wool industry supply chain from farm to fashion and beyond, delivering strategies and insights to be successful in wool and showcasing those beautiful stories wool has to tell. Today's guest is Alan DeBoos. Alan has had a lifelong career in wool and today he is the program manager responsible for Woolmark's wool education course at tertiary level. The Woolmark company is a subsidiary of the Australian Wool Innovation, also known in short as AWI, representing the interests of 55,000 wool growers in Australia. AWI is the research, development and marketing organization for the Australian wool industry. And we will talk more about this in the interview today. But first, let me welcome Alan DeBoos on the show today. Alan, it is wonderful to have the opportunity to talk to you today. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you, Lisa. Um, and uh, I'm delighted to talk to you again after uh, our um, meeting at IWTO and those types of meetings. Yes, it has indeed been quite a long time that we met in person at the last Adopteo Congress. But yeah, I, even better that through modern technology we have the opportunity to talk today. Um, can you let us get us started with a short introduction about yourself and what you do in the wool industry today? Well, I've, I've been in the, involved in the wool industry since 1967. Um, after graduating at the university, I joined CSIRO, uh, then called the Division of Wool Industry, um, which did research on behalf of the Australian wool growing industry into wool and wool-related products. Um, after a short trip to Europe to... Uh, I completed a PhD, I returned to this organisation and remained there until about 2002. Uh, in 2002, I joined the Australian Wool Innovation, again working for the Australian wool growers, and uh, I've been there ever since. Excellent. And what made you or get you interested in wool and working in the wool industry? Well, my first degree was in textile chemistry. I always wanted to work in the chemical industry and textile chemistry was a useful and interesting area. Uh, and if you work and graduate in textile chemistry in Australia, there's a very good chance you'll, work up, uh, you'll end up working in the wool industry because of the importance of wool in Australia. Um, and that's turned out to be a very good decision. <laughs> yes, uh, as I said, a lifelong career now in wool. And um, you briefly took us through your uh, career, but maybe go a little bit more deeper because, like, for example, at, I know that at CSIRO and also at, at AWI, you actually did a lot of very important things for the wool industry. So maybe go a little bit more deeper of, of your different achievements. Yes, well... Um When I joined CSIRO, um, I was working primarily on the process of easy care, machine washability, if you like, uh, and I worked in that area for some time. Um, I eventually uh, moved into studying the finishing of wool fabrics and the interface between finishing of wool fabrics and the uh, garment-making industry, and that's where I spent a large part of my career. I was lucky enough to enjoy a, a number of secondments 
first to Germany at the Deutsches Wohlforschung Institute, uh, then to the United Kingdom where I worked in the uh, Walmart company or the uh, in Oakley. Uh, then I, a, a few years after that, I uh, had a two-year secondment in Italy where, again, I was working at the interface between the fabric finisher and the garment maker. Um, all these were done while I was at CSIRO. Uh, once I joined Australian Wool Innovation, um, I have been working with them again in areas related to fabric finishing and um, garment making, but also you know, in other areas. My interest in finishing and the interface with garment making was promoted by the development of the KES and SIRO-FAST systems and I uh, worked extensively with those over my early career. Now I've moved into um, Australian Wool Innovation. I worked as a project manager for a while, looking at after research projects, but latterly I've become involved in the Woolmark Education Program, and that's where I am directing most of my uh, activities at the moment. And if I... I would like to add a little bit more to you, what you told us just now is that you've also then been very important in developing international standards that are used within the wool industry within your role at IWTO. Can you tell us a little bit more there? Oh, yes. Um, one of the uh, enjoyments of my career was working as the uh, uh, chairman of the Technology and Standards Committee of the IWTO. As most of your listeners will know, this Technology and Standard Committees was responsible for the maintenance and development of test methods uh, and regulations for the uh, testing and um, sale of wool um, under the control of IWTO. And that was a very rewarding experience, working with some really fine scientists who were working on the metrology of wool. Yes, and uh, very important work because... Yeah, what you've worked on, a lot of companies are using now every day to make wool um, yeah, even better and easier to handle. <laughs> yes, <indeed. laughs> and, and to control the international trade in both um, yeah. raw wool and uh, wool products. Yeah. Okay. So, as you mentioned uh, now, like I mentioned in your introduction, you just mentioned as well, You are now the program manager responsible for the WOOLMAC wool education course at tertiary level. So, and you didn't go very deep into this, so tell us a little bit more what this is actually about. Well, um, one of the commitments made by Australian Wool Innovation was the education of um, prospective uh, technical people within the wool industry. Uh, wool is a relatively small part of the um, textile market, um, less than five percent, but has a but it is the top end of the retail uh, the uh, textile market, uh, and the Australian wool industry um, are very keen that all the effort that grows into goes into uh, making fine wools uh, and quality wools um, is uh, backed up by quality manufacturing of wool products from that raw wool. Um, the Woolmark company through AWI made the decision to develop courses for people who were would enter the 
uh, wool processing industry so that they understood the wool fibre, they knew how the wool fibre processed its properties so that um, it could be properly processed into high quality products and would give us the tools, they would have the tools for innovating um, wool to make new types of products for the marketplace. Yeah, and just to make that more clear, maybe um, in, the in my introduction I said that Woolmark is funded by 55,000 Australian wool growers. So maybe say in, in a little bit different words once again, like why are Australian wool growers funding education about wool in China and other countries? Um, the reason is uh, to ensure that their product into which they put their lives and um, a large amount of activity is properly processed. Um, it is a fact that most of the Australian wool clip goes overseas to be processed. Uh, and it's in the best interests of everybody, particularly the Australian wool growers, that the people who process it know all about the product. This means that any education program has to be directed towards those countries who are processing Australian wool, uh, primarily China, but also India and uh, countries in Europe. So the Australian wool grower had made the decision that they wanted to make sure that there were technicians available for the, and, uh, and scientists, indeed, available within those countries to properly um, look after their wool and make, ensure it got, got put into high-quality products. So they've invested a, a deal of effort and money into this activity. And if we look back to the past, was the type of um, knowledge that you're giving now at, at the university in China uh, to the students, was that ever taught before or is this, like, why isn't this part of a normal curriculum in, in textile and fashion, fashion study programs? Yeah. Um, it's true that some years ago, uh, quite a number of years ago now, there were strong wool um, education schools, wool research schools in Europe. Uh, you could only have to think of Leeds University, Manchester University, uh, universities in Italy. But um, with the movement of the processing industry out of Europe and much more towards uh, the Far East, then there has been much less emphasis placed by universities on the teaching of wool science and wool science and technology. Um, the people who need to know wool and wool science technology uh, now live in the countries that process wool. Uh, for many years, people from um, China and um, India, countries like that, used to send students to um, the universities in UK, Germany and so on. But now these universities have considerably reduced their activity in the area of wool a little, very little research, uh, not uh, teaching consistent with the amount of wool that is involved in the wool uh, in the textile industry. So um, there's a need now for the teaching to be done in the countries where the, the uh, wool is processed. Okay, that makes sense. Yes, and can you tell us a little bit more about uh, the universities that you teach at? Uh, it's the Yantai Nanshan University and the Jiaxing University. If I pronounced that correctly. <laughs> Well, most of my teaching has been done at the Yantai Nanshan University. This is a university that was set up in Nanshan, specifically aimed at teaching textiles, but it has a um, close cooperation with the Nanshan group. 
And Nanshan Group is one of the big weavers of uh, wool in China. It's one of one of the top five or six com- companies in China manufacturing wool fabric and wool products. Um, so this university had a particular interest in wool because of their close um, association with the Nanshan Group. In fact, the the mill is uh, half a kilometre down the road from the university, and the this creates an excellent teaching environment for teaching wool processing. Um, the Jiaxing University is one we've recently had contact with, and I will be delivering my first units at that university in November. And this university has a strong tie-up with a company called Chanel, which is one of the biggest spinners in uh, China. So again, the the interaction between the universities and the manufacturers creates a good environment for teaching wool and wool technology. And who would be then your typical students? Tell us a little bit more about them. Well, typical students at uh, Yantai Nanshing, Nanshan University are um, second and third year textile engineering students. They learn textile engineering, um, textile subjects associated with wool processing, and they learn this for all textile fibres. But we have been able to work with these students to give them extra teaching in the area of wool processing. So, um, again, the course is um, highly slanted towards science and technology, again, aimed at these textile engineering students. And we teach them both in second year and third year. And then you have a lot of practical um, elements by, because you said the Nanshan group is half a kilometer down the road, so can you then actually show a lot also in practice? Or? Oh, yes. In fact, part of every course is um, close visits with the mills, uh, and not just a quick walkthrough of the mill, but a, a, a long talk with the mill managers, uh, the, the supervisors on the floor, uh, even some of the technicians working the machine. Um, the students are given time, uh, an opportunity to go and look at the machines in quite some detail. So that, again, is part of the uh, reason we have chosen these particular sites for our teaching program. And can you give us a little bit more kind of the curriculum? Like what are your students then learning about uh, in addition to what you just said? Uh, well, sorry, you mean in, in terms of their non-wool curriculum? Uh, no, no, in like the different... Oh, the wool maybe, curriculum, yeah. yes. I understand. Um, well, we, we normally start the course with a couple of what I call introductory units. We talk about the science of wool and we give, an, give them an overview of the wool processing line. So in second year, uh, they'll, learn, they'll understand the chemistry, physics, and structure of the wool fibre, and they'll have, have had an overview of the processing of the fibre in a general sense, the difference between worsted and woolen and so on, and the implications of that for final products. But then in this, for the succeeding units, um, we tend to go into a great deal more depth about how the process works, the, chem- uh, the, the physics of the fibre uh, that's impacted by the process, the dyeing of the fibre. So these units tend to be um, raw wool scouring, top making, uh, spinning, woolen and worsted spinning, uh, dyeing and fabric finishing. 
And we also have uh, units on garment finishing as well. So we have quite an extensive range of um, topics. Okay, and I understand that you not only teach students, but you also teach teachers. So what is that ah, about? Yes. Um, well, there's a limited number of people in Australia who can go overseas for extended periods and, and deliver these subjects. So the next uh, part of our strategy is to introduce the teaching staff at key universities to these, the course, show them the structure of the course, how the course works, uh, and with, uh, with the aim then that in time they will be able to deliver the course at their universities as part of the general curriculum of the um, university so that there will be more all education as part of the uh, textile engineering process at the particular university. And so far you are focusing, or you you're teaching in China. Is there also uh, plans to extend this program to other countries? Yes, we are currently in discussion with uh, 10 universities in India. And we are looking um, to organize a, shall we say, uh, facilitators um, course so that we can introduce the course to the teaching staff at these universities, show them how the course works, introduce them to the materials, um, supply them with teaching materials so that they can um, increase the amount of wool education that's part of their courses at these Indian universities and colleges. Okay. And what about the modern way of teaching nowadays through online? Are there any online courses oh. planned or already existing? Yes. Well, um, part of AWE's strategies is to develop um, online courses in what is knowing to, going to be called the Woolmark Learning Centre. And they've already rolled out phase one uh, of this, uh, of a wool appreciation course. And this is a, a three-hour course that answers lots of questions about wool that is online that people can um, follow as with all online, online courses, at their own rates and in their own time. Um, and it is planned that over the next few years that the Woolmark Wool Education course at tertiary level will also be placed online. But for the moment, we have just the first phase of this um, process, and that was only released in the last month. Ah, okay, that sounds really interesting. Maybe I should go through that course as well. Um, I think you'd enjoy it. But yeah. I rather suspect with your time with IWTA, you'd, you'd know a lot of what's already there. Yeah, but maybe then I get things like in the a better order or something. Now it's maybe all bits and pieces here and there. <laughs> <laughs> and like, okay, there's a lot of effort, but do you also already see some results coming out of the wool education courses? We think we see some results. Um, some... I have been keeping contact with the uh, the students from Nanshan University, the Yantai Nanshan University, and um, I've been keeping contact with those who have entered the wool processing industry. Um, and a couple or a number of those have done in the Nanshan group, and also, but also in other mills uh, in the Shandong area. And uh, they seem to have uh, found the course that they studied beneficial. Notwithstanding the difficulty involved in learning a course in English, 
uh, these Chinese students worked extremely hard. And, uh, they, they report that they have benefited from the, the course that they've achieved. So we'll keep an eye on those students over the next few years to uh, get some more concrete information on the course and how well it's doing and how effective it is. Yeah, and I guess also where those students are ending up and what kind of work and innovations they might be creating then in Wu. Well, I think it's a little early for innovations, but uh, certainly having got a number of them into the wool processing industry, we feel that's the first, the start of a successful mm. success program. Yeah. Okay. Great. Now your work is part of a bigger strategic program called the Education and Extension, which includes also wide wide variety of educational programs and events. Can you maybe give us a little uh, bit more, a few more examples? Of Of this. Well, the education program, as it's developing, um, it, um, edu produces education material over a wide range of different audiences. Uh, for primary schools, there's a Learn About Wool program that's only operating in Australia at the moment, but it's the sort of um, program that gets children involved and interested in wool at a very early age. Then, at secondary level, they have um, an updated or a slightly more in-depth Learn About Wool program. There's a Wool for, for Schools design competition, and that Wool for Schools design competition has been success very successful uh, in a number of countries now, where we get students who are interested in garment design uh, involved so that they can appreciate the value of wool as a design material. Th finally, we're not only talking to textile engineers for the Woolmark Wool Education course, but we talk to other tertiary students. There's the Wool Appreciation course, we, a series of seminars which are called Naturally Inspiring. There's challenges um, on wool performance, but we are trying to involve design students as well as engineers because it's, it's good to have wool literate engineers, but it's also really good to have wool literate designers who can appreciate the value of wool and are keen to uh, use it in their designs when they enter the design industry. Okay. Finally, yeah. there's a bit of uh, retail um, staff training for people in retail, both buyers at ret in retail um, outlets, but also um, retail staff on the floor so that If a customer comes in and asks them the difference between wool and acrylic jumpers and why there's a price difference, they are able to give them good, solid information. Yeah, that is something I hear all the time, that this is so important. Um, and there's lots of yeah, opportunity there to, to educate the people on, on the retail floor. Now, if someone was interested in joining one of the courses, how can they find out more? Well, um, Basically, the best thing for them to do is contact their local Woolmark office. Uh, in in uh, Europe, uh, the Woolmark offices are in London and Milan. Uh, there's a Woolmark office in Paris. There's also Woolmark offices in Shanghai, Hong Kong, uh, United States, for example, New York. So there's a number of Woolmark offices around. They can easily find the address and the contacts for these Woolmark offices by going on to wool.com on the web. Okay, and I will make sure to also uh, link to to the website of 
www.wool.com so that it's even easier to find. Now, before we close, we've talked a lot about your career and also about the education program. Now, but maybe one last personal question. What has been your most favorite moment in your career in the wool industry? Well, I'd have to say um, the best time I had in the wool industry was, in fact, when I was working in the UK um, because we were developed the uh, SIROFAR system had just hit the market. People were really interested in this interface between the weaving industry and garment manufacture. There was so much excitement and so much happening in that area that it was really um, an enjoyable experience. Not that the rest hasn't been enjoy enjoyable, but if you ask me for a highlight, I'd say that was um, working at, at the uh, International Wool Secretariat, as it was called then, in Ilkley, getting out, out into Europe, meeting all the, um, the top weavers, the top garment makers. And that was just a, a wonderful experience for me, for which I'm, one for which I was very grateful. <laughs> was it and back then still a lot of buzz and activity in in Europe in wool and and well there's still there's still a lot of buzz and activity uh, in Europe um, it's just moved a little further down the the, the pipeline um, mm -hmm. I mean Europe still is the is a source for wonderful wool clothing um, it's just that the early stage processing of the wool to bring it to that stage tends to be done. Uh, in China, um, uh, India, but also to some extent in Italy. We must not forget that Italy is still a wonderful processing industry, wonderful weavers. Mm. While I've been talking about um, China, um, of course, the uh, Italian weaving industry is, is, has always remained strong. And, uh, but <laughs> the thing is they got those people speak English for extremely well. So, uh, you know, there's, uh, they're really on top of all the developments that are occurring. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us and thank you for your time today. It was really, really interesting and very important, the work that you're doing. So uh, thank you for that and all my best wishes. Oh, thank you, Lisa. I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed talking to you again. Perhaps we'll catch up at one of these uh, meetings of wool interests at various times. Yes, hopefully we will. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to find out more about Alan the Booth as well as about the Australian Wool Innovation, then head on over to the show notes at elizabethvandelden.com forward slash 096. Once again, elizabethvandelden.com forward slash 096. In the show notes, you will find a lot of the links mentioned in today's episode and all about the Wool edu Education course and all the other amazing educational offers by the Australian Wool Innovation. Thank you for listening. Talk to you again next week and bye for now.